This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, you deserve the best tools to defend yourself and your loved ones. The problem is that lawmakers don't understand that criminals don't care, uh, don't obey the laws. Gun control laws just make it harder by law-abiding the citizens to protect themselves. Well, what can you do about it? Well, you can join a Second Amendment activist group. The Inland Empire uh, County Gun Owners is one you could join. IEGO makes activism easy. IEGO connects you with other gun owners. And working together, we're getting more pro-gun officials elected. Join today at InlandEmpireGunOwners.com. Go to InlandEmpireGunOwners.com and join today. Carla and the crew up in Inland Empire covering Riverside and San Bernardino. Thank you guys for all that you do. So I ran into Amy Record at uh, KUSI this morning. Oh, yeah? And uh, endorsed her. Yeah, and San Diego UT interviewed her. Mm. And and it was really cute. And she said, they interviewed her and they said, well, you know, Trump says that the the, uh, election was stolen in 20. UT said that? Yeah, to her. Questioned her on it. And then she said she said, and then they said, Well, what did you what do you think? She says, Well, Hillary Clinton said that the election was stolen yeah. in sixteen. <laughs> and she says, bad. Because I'm an investigator, I'm a licensed investigator. If I get into office and it happens again, I will investigate. And Nathan Fletcher and his wife went ballistic online because she made that statement. Oh, so she made it on air? Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Well, it. no, she made it to the UT, and they put it in an article. The UT reported that. I'm kind of surprised. Ah, that's why I couldn't <laughs> wait to tell you, because I knew you'd be shocked. I was going to say, if you overheard that, that's the last time we're going to hear it. No, 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 no. They actually, it was in the UT. So, yeah, she's out there. Why did, what did they? Why, how did they go crazy? Well, because they don't, they don't want anybody. That's how I even told you know, her. I says, you know, I hope we have a good, fair election this year. She goes, well. If, I do too, but yeah, I, but she's everywhere. She's, I mean, she's everywhere. She's, she's, she's as bad as you. <laughs> you know who else was on uh, KUSI? Our endorsed candidate for for sheriff, Kelly Martinez. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And she did. A, she did. They only. They really touched on a couple things. They talked about ghost guns, big scary ghost guns. Oh, and, yeah. uh, but I'll tell you what I really appreciated, and one of the reasons we endorsed her is she really talked about criminals. That's what she talked about. Mm-hmm. The problem we have, you know, San Diego County gun owners. None of us want criminals to have any kind of guns. No. You're a criminal. You're, you know, causing crime, and you've you've broken the law, and you, you know whatever. San Diego County gun owners fights the right of sane, trained, law-abiding gun owners, and frequently, uh, you know, we're, we're 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 I say frequently, more like constantly, we're begging the media and begging politicians to stop lumping us in with criminals. We're not criminals. We're the pillars of society, mm-hmm. and uh, Kelly Martinez did a great job of um, 
you know, just talking about criminals, you know, um, which I really, really appreciate. The ghost gun issue is is nuanced and complicated, and uh, you know, uh, I don't, th- I don't think anybody, the media, if you, unless you're a gun person, you don't really truly understand what's going on, and they really try to just scare you. But uh, Kelly Martinez did a good job of just talking about criminals. We need to take uh, guns away from bad guys. Um, you know, not not lump in uh, hobbyists, um, but mm-hmm. just just take guns away from bad guys. So we got an election around the corner. Please, please, please check out our voter guide. Please help Kelly Martinez get elected. No matter where you are in the county, you get to vote for her. Everybody in the county gets to vote for her. So please do. She did a good job on KUSI. Joe, how's it going, man? It's going great over here. Yeah. What are you talking about uh, later? Uh, a little bit later, talk about cowboy guns. That'll be the subject of this week. Hence the Lakeside Rodeo. Yeah, I think it was sure. co- I think oh, it's that's, coincidence. Yeah, but, that's appropriate. Uh, <laughs> I think, I'm surprised you didn't wear a cowboy hat today. Ah, yeah, I could have. Didn't think about that. It would have been another coincidence. You know, at the Lakeside Rodeo, it was great. They had, we, we had a booth set up at the Bulls Only uh, uh, Rodeo. Rodeo. And. There was a Boy Scout troop. I guess the Lakeside Boy Scout troop is Troop 45, and their logo had a 45. Did it really? Which is awesome. Only in East County. Yeah, that is awesome. No kidding. Yeah. Melissa, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Looking lovely as always. Thank you. And what are you you reviewing? Um, I'm doing Gators Eyewear for Asian fit noses. And you guys look at me like what no that's it's you guys real. don't feel my pain because you're not thing. asian yeah it's yeah. a real thing i i lack a nose so i have what i call a pug nose and glasses usually fall down on me so we're going to talk about asian fit yeah so I'm, pro. I'm at the other end with the italian i was nose, gonna so. say right. my, gra- my grandfather is jewish i'm, I'm okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at all of you i'm like y'all Joe's don't italian. understand he's good to go but <laughs> you know i ne- you know, as many sunglasses that i own yeah. i never thought about that that one nose would be. Oh, that's they used to, to, when I moved. I to, need to get out more. Yeah, I know, Dave. Uh, <laughs> when I moved to Hawaii back in 1990, when I moved to Hawaii, um, there was a lot of talk about that advertising about uh, you know sunglasses that that I forget how they phrased it, but that's where I learned it. The, oh. the uh, Asians have a hard hard time. Sometimes. So they don't stay up. I mean, they don't stay on your nose. Is that what the problem they is? They just fall down. Like low because I don't have the bridge. The bridge, like you guys do. But if you did, you'd like his. Can you imagine having a Joe nose? Like yours, like yours, like yours. A but Joe nose. Would you take our noses over your nose? No, I mean, I was born with this, so I don't know anything else. But it I'm looks okay fine. with this. It looks fine on you. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. But I have you just got to get the old man strapped that goes around behind and on your I sunglasses. I am not doing that. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> what do you think, Jackson? What kind yeah. of sunglasses do you like to wear? Do you like? Do you ever tried Gators? Uh, no. I've never even heard of them. Mm. Well, that, see, that's why we have the review right there. Right, we'll you might like them. Today. There's all kinds. Of, and you know how many different brands of sunglasses are on the market? A ton. No. More, about as many as there is hair on your head. Isn't it like 4,698, 4, I thought. Wasn't that the number? At least. <laughs> yeah. But those are good glasses. Yeah. These are the ones that they issue Navy SEALs. Oh. Jackson? Yeah. Now, is it, well, I'm going to wait for the review. I'm going to yeah. wait for the review. I have a bunch of questions. Yeah. I'm going to wait for the right. review. Okay. So we're going to talk about guns and marijuana. We're going to talk about... You uh, can't use that word no more. Guns? No, marijuana. <laughs> can't use the word marijuana anymore. Both are a little... It's uh, offensive. What should I call it? Pot? Yeah, there you go. Wacky tobacco? Mary, Mary Jane. Jane. Mary Jane. <laughs> Mary Jane. All right. Green lettuce. We're going to talk to Russell Broccoli. Stewart. 
from Beverly Hills Guns. What did you say? I said broccoli. That's the new one. Broccoli? Broccoli? Yeah, yeah, because, never mind. I love broccoli. Yeah. Anyway. We have to bring broccoli into this. And then we have a question for for Sam the Gunman, and uh, we're also going to talk to John Dillon. John Dillon's actually up next. He's got the- What about the one at the top? We're not going to talk about that. We ran out of time already. <laughs> we ran. We ran oh, out of time. We've been on the show for 13 minutes. We've run out, out of time. time. Yeah, we're not gonna have time to cover that one. You must not like those guys. So, uh, and then we're uh, so yeah. John Dillon's gonna come on, and then uh, we're also gonna talk to uh, what are we gonna talk about? Joe Jermisi. Yeah, Joe Jermisi. All right, so we got it all. Yeah, John Dillon. Oh, top five things that a new gun owner needs to know. That's what John Dillon's going to talk about. John Dillon, the attorney. He's going to talk uh, some of its legality, some of its practicality. But it's all uh, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, sounds like a plan, folks. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Yes, $10. When you buy a guitar, it doesn't mean you're automatically a musician. Likewise, with a gun, just because you buy one, it doesn't mean you're automatically protected. In studio, actually on the phone, is John Dillon to talk about the top five things new gun owners ought to know. But first, if you have legal matters that involve firearms and you really need to call our california firearms lawyer john dillon especially if you have questions about red flag laws gun registration gun transportation or maybe you just need to know that your guns are california compliant call our trusted firearms attorney john dillon john dillon specializes in california gun laws call 760-642-7150 or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com Mr. Dillon, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? What's up, Not dude? Bad. How are the kids? Kids are doing well. They're growing too fast. I figured that's why you're not in studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh huh. No, I'm just living the farm life up here. Oh, that's right. You are a farmer now. Well, he is. Did he you, is. You, you, you know, can you t- tell him what? Tell him your, about your livestock. Yeah. Your how much have you got oh, now? Yeah. I have chickens. I have a cow. Uh, <laughs> pigs are arriving soon. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. And and you have to talk. And, the the and shell. The, the tortoises. Oh yes, yes. Oh, lots of tortoises as well. Yep. I have those. <laughs> I have two of them. Wow. He raises tortoises. He has. A, he actually is a, a cow. A literal cow. What are you doing with a cow? Are you milking it? Yeah, I'll have a calf in July. So uh, yeah. Jack, you want to go up to John's? You're house not going to eat it, are you? Well, it depends on if the the calf is a steer. I gotta raise that up. I'll have some meat. Okay, here's the. Let me just give you a tip. Do not name it. Oh, see, I I have no problem with that. I'll name it and I'll still eat it. But the kids eating Baxter. No, eight months from now. No, the wife and the kids won't be able to eat it. I'm telling you, I know people that have done that. Anyway, let's get back. More for me. (laughs) No, more for Mike. Mike could use a steak right about now. I actually, I actually used to have a tortoise. His name was Sal. Sal the go, tortoise. Dude. Yeah. Sal probably the sulcata, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean. So what's kicking? All right. Let's talk about guns. Sure. How about that? The five things you ought to know. You ought to know. They should, we, we should have 
Alanis Morissette. Isn't there a radio show called that? You ought to know. Yeah, so. so, you know, uh, you go online, you'll hear, you know, about 55 different things uh, that every gun owner should know. Uh, so I put together my own little list here, and if someone follows all these uh, these five rules, uh, these five how-tos, uh, you'll very – it's a very high likelihood you'll never need to call me uh, because – uh, if you mess up any one of these things, you, you very well may need a lawyer one day, and we'll talk about that. But uh, in my mind, if someone was in – this is not just for a new gun owner, um, but it's for every gun owner. Uh, but especially if you're just getting into guns, you just buy your first firearm, uh, I think these are going to be very helpful, especially if you take them to heart and you implement them in your life. So – I'd say, uh, first and foremost, uh, you got to know, understand, and follow the, the gun safety rules. Uh, you know, I, I think too often people can recite these rules, but they don't necessarily understand and implement them. But basically what it is is you treat all guns as if they are loaded. You never point a gun at anything that you're willing to destroy. You have to keep your finger you're off the willing. trigger. And yeah, not willing to destroy. Not uh, finger off the trigger and outside the trigger guard until you decide to shoot. And you got to know your target and what's behind it. Now, it's very easy you memorize these and even follow them. But I also say it's really good to understand these rules because these rules and how they operate they're fail safe. So even if uh, you happen to not follow one of them, if you're following the others, you know, yeah, maybe the gun goes off when it shouldn't or you're firing in the wrong direction. But if you're following the other rules, very likely that'll keep someone from getting injured. Uh, so that's the benefit of these rules. But uh, it's truly incredibly important to learn these rules, uh, memorize them by heart uh, to give you an understanding. You know, my my four-year-old, my six-year-old, they can all recite these rules. They all know these rules, and they understand these rules when it comes to firearms. Uh, and and they've neither of them have ever even shot a gun. Well, didn't uh, you just ruin Alec Baldwin's case? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, really. <laughs> the day that news broke, uh, my I <clears throat> I published my own opinion on that, and I said it's his fault. It's only his fault, and uh, he's the only one to blame. Right, and, and and that's true. It is. He had a gun in his hand, and he's the responsible party. Um, you know, <clears throat> so. If you follow those rules, none of that happens. Right. And, and so first and foremost, that's rule number one is follow those four rules. And you, uh, and the you know, one, you know, and if, for something truly, you know how many of those, like some truly, for someone to get shot, you know, if, if someone actually gets shot, really, truly, for something truly tragic to happen, you have to break all of those rules, all four. Which he did. I mean, if you're yeah. only following just one of the four. Yeah, you know, you, you potentially save a life, but if you follow yeah, all four, you know. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I was saying. The, the, the rules are set up to where they're fail safe. So even if you don't follow all of them, if you're following at least some of them, very likely that's going to you know decrease the likelihood of someone actually being injured. So if someone gets injured by a gun, it's because you you've broken all the rules. Yeah. Um. So that's number one. Number two, and it's somewhat related is uh, I say you need to become proficient and familiar with your gun. And what I mean by that is not that you go to the gun range all the time and you can pull the trigger and you have a really good aim, really good shot. What I mean by that is you have to know 
how your gun functions, how it operates, how it works. You got to learn to manipulate that gun and be proficient with the manipulation. So if you have a semi-automatic handgun, I want to be familiar with releasing the magazine, racking the slide, locking the slide back, you know, releasing the slide forward, putting in a new magazine. Uh, you want to be able to be so familiar with your gun, it's not a struggle to operate it, uh, you know, and clear a malfunction or to load the magazine or unload it. And when you do all this stuff and you practice, the one of the main things you got to be careful on is you got to go back to that rule number one, which is follow all those gun safety rules. Because most negligent discharges, they always happen, you know, when someone's manipulating the gun or cleaning their gun. Uh, so you you got to make sure that you follow those gun safety rules when you're doing this practice. But you got to be familiar with your gun. And I'll, I'll give you an example. There's a lot of people, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, that you know they went out and bought a gun because you know they wanted a gun for safety reasons. So they buy that gun and then they put it in their drawer and they're safe and they haven't touched it since. And I've literally had people call me that you know bought their first gun two years ago and they have called me said, Hey, John, you know I know them. And they're like, you know, I got my gun, it's in my drawer, but can we, you know, go over how, how, how to take it out, unload it, figure it out? Because since they bought that gun, they haven't even touched it. And they don't know how to unload their gun or how to safely, you know, hold their gun and operate it. So I think it's really important that you got to become familiar with the gun. And so, you know, take your gun, make sure that it's unloaded, you know, ammunition uh, out of the room, and then sit down, manipulate, move your gun, work all the parts, figure out, learn how it functions, and become familiar with operating that gun in every aspect, and, and that will go a long way, uh, and, and it also will help prevent any type of negligent discharge or any type of accident with the gun when you know how a gun operates. Uh, let's see, so number three, and this is a uh, you know, you're talking to a lawyer, so I always say you got to know uh, your state and local laws. Um, you know, it doesn't matter why you've bought a gun, if it's for self-defense in the home or for carrying purposes or just for recreational shooting, especially in a state like California, you absolutely have to pay attention to not only the current laws, but proposed upcoming laws and new laws. Because in a state like California, you know, uh, we get about you know, five new gun laws every single year. Uh, in this wonderful state, and, you know, you'd think we'd become that much more safer uh, with everyone, but that's just not the case. Uh, but <laughs> a lot of people, I get a lot of phone calls of, uh, you know, with people that are in sort uh, of legal trouble or have some legal liability because they weren't up to date or they didn't understand their state and local laws. So to give an example, if you have a firearm in your home for self-defense, you need to know you know, what are the self-defense laws in your in your state? You need to understand, you know, what type of liability you may incur if someone's break in and you use your gun in self-defense. Uh, if you go to the range and you just use your gun for fun, recreational shooting, well, you got to understand the laws that surround traveling with a firearm. You can't just throw your gun in the glove box and drive to the range. you got to have safe storage requirements and travel requirements when it comes to firearms. If you own any type of, uh, you know, AR-15 or what they call assault weapon in California or assault-style uh, rifle, 
you got to understand uh, California changes the definition of assault weapon about every year these days. Uh, and so you got to understand what is and what's not an assault weapon. But John, and just to, just to add on to your point there, too, uh, for people to travel, um, if you're going out of state, going to other oh, states, yeah. it's your responsibility to know what the laws are in that state if you're going to bring your firearm with you. Uh, and they are all kind of different, and they're not rational, and they don't all make sense. Exactly. And another good example here is if you have a gun, you carry concealed. You have a concealed carry permit. You know, uh, in, in this state, currently, it's still allow, you're, you're still allowed to have a high-capacity magazine. Some issuing agencies in certain counties allow you to have a high-capacity magazine that's lawfully owned in your carry gun. But if you go into the city of Los Angeles, you can't have that high-capacity mm-hmm. magazine. So you've got to be aware of not only your state laws, but also the local laws. Um, so it, it's your responsibility. You're never going to be able to, be, to say to a court or a police officer, hey, I just, I just didn't know about the law. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. That's never an excuse. It's never going to be a defense uh, to any type of charge or criminal charge. So it's your responsibility to stay up to date on that. That's the fourth one? Um, that was three. Those three. Uh, right. four. Number four, I'd say, would be to buy the proper gear. So if you're going to be carrying your gun, uh, concealed or open carry or go hunting with it or even just have your gun at home. You need the proper gear that's, you know, whether it's the proper gun belt or the proper holster that is or the crucial. proper ammunition or the proper gun safe if you want to store your firearm. Um, this is not the time to skimp out. It's the time to buy the, the right equipment that will last, that will not fail on you because, uh, you know, that's another instance where, you know, accidents happen when you when you kind of go che- the cheaper route, and you know your equipment fails on you. Some someone can get hurt, and what's whether the, it's yourself or someone else. And what's the fifth one? The fifth one: get involved. You got to start Amen. supporting the gun rights groups that are quite literally making it uh, making it to where you can actually still have your gun, still buy a gun. Especially in states like California, they are doing everything they can to keep you from being able to own and possess firearms. So if you're going to be a gun owner, I'm sorry, but you got to be a Second Amendment advocate these days. And, and you have to get involved, whether it's monetarily or you involve your time in your own personal efforts. you got to protect your own rights. So are you going to deliver this calf? Because if you are, I want a video. <laughs> I want to see that, I'll too. Film it. I can't wait for you to do that. It's going to land right on you, and I'm going to love every minute of it. I'm going to hold the video, camera from the right other end. Farmer John. That's going to be change all your business cards. <laughs> Farmer John, the attorney. Thanks, Thanks buddy. You're the best. All, all right, guys, see ya. folks. We're, <laughs> I can just see it. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, have you ever dreamed about becoming a pilot? Boy, you can make that dream come true at San Diego Flight Training International. We are so excited to welcome San Diego Flight Training International as a new sponsor. You can learn to fly, and you can start the adventure of a lifetime in the heart of San Diego, right at Montgomery Field. Getting started is easy. 
Give them a call at 858-569-1822. You can learn to fly at SDFTI. Give them a call, 858-569-1822. So Action Jackson, if Mike gets a pilot's license, will you go up and jump out of an airplane? I would, but at the same time, I wouldn't. You and me both. If it's flying, I'm staying in it. He's a complicated man. Yeah, I'm not jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. Why would you? I wouldn't. And if I were piloting it, you wouldn't need to. I might be a little nervous. Did you see me drive? That's what I say. I might be a (laughs) tad nervous. You've never been off-roading with me yet. That's even scarier. (laughs) I watch videos. All right, so uh, you guys remember Donald Trump? Yep. Remember him? Yep. So he had a son. Junior. Donald Trump Jr. And Donald Trump Jr. is launching a new gun rights group. Really? Yeah. It's called the Second Amendment Task Force. Is he a shooter? Yeah, big big time. So Donald Trump Jr., big supporter of NRA. That's what I thought. Yeah. Hunting, it, uh, yeah. you know, sport. I, I believe all his sons are really, really into yeah. it. But particularly uh, Donald Trump Jr. Hmm. Uh, I was kind of expecting him, honestly. I, at, at one point, I figured he'd join the board for NRA or something, you know. So this really makes sense that he was that he's doing the Second Amendment task force. I I, I think that uh, you know Donald Trump had you know had a a foundational appreciation and understanding, uh, kind of a surface understanding of the Second Amendment, and I know he carried, um, but I really think it was his son that that made you know really really mm-hmm. you know kept him in line and and talked about the nuance. Um, that's my impression anyway, because uh-huh. I know Donald Trump's really being So Donald Trump Jr. is launching a new gun rights group that he says will be a vehicle for fighting against Democratic gun control efforts. Uh, quote, the Second Amendment is the whole ball game. It is the freedom that protects all our other freedoms. Unfortunately, the Biden administration and Democrats in Congress are hell-bent on eroding our constitutional right to keep and bear arms. Whether it's nominating a radical uh, radical gun grabbers to senior positions in the executive branch or pushing anti-gun legislation, that's a quote from uh, Trump Jr. He said the Second Amendment task force is entirely devoted to ensuring the left is never successful in disarming American citizens. What do you guys think about that? I think it's great. I think it's uh, if you know if he can leverage his name and his dad's popularity. Um, to actually get something done and get people fired up, I think it's a great thing because another another national type, um, you know, Second Amendment rights uh, group is is really something that we need out here. You know, the the NRA is having their issues nowadays, and um, and I always thought it was terrible anyway that there's what is there five million I think members in the NRA. Yeah, I mean that's that's disgraceful. It's not enough. I mean it really is. I mean gun owners should be ashamed of themselves. You know, there's got to be what a hundred hundred and fifty million gun owners in this country. Well, um, in, in their defense, be able to get more. But in their defense, are you one hundred percent? Do you think uh, NRA is is doing the right thing oh, all the way know. across I mean, the board? I'm, I'm not going to agree with everything anybody does. Yeah, I but mean, you know, I'm saying that's probably why you don't have as many gun owners joining an organization like that. Yeah, because, I, don't, I don't know because this. I mean, this isn't a recent thing. I mean, they they've no, had, no, 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 they've no. had five million members for a decade. You know, it's and, uh, and they've cited different ways to where they've upset gun owners in general they have yeah but the the reality i think in my opinion michael could jump in on this one but i we have guns today as private citizens because in large part because of the nra in, in large part because you, of the nra and, whether you and, agree and, with them or not in, I mean, in large part because of wayne lapierre i know everybody's giving wayne yeah. a, 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 a bunch of 
crap right now, and, and some of it's well-deserved, but i got to tell you, that guy was crucial in the hey, 80s. Crucial. I used to interview him all the time. I don't know why we can't get him now, but I used to have I him. Think we, I don't think we want him now. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, but, but I used to have him on all the time. And, no, I agreed with it, but, you know, I have followed the NRA. What about yeah. – what do you think, Melissa? No, I mean, I've been a member, like, <laughs> um, because I had to belong to a club. <laughs> so that was one of our my requirements. So I was like, okay, I'll be an NRA um, member and then I had to be when I was an instructor when I became an NRA instructor for pistol I had to be an NRA well, member yeah. so, so I mean I've been a member and you know there are things that I do agree with and there are things that I don't so it's very controversial and so I the kind don't of like, the don't side of it don't you think that's what's keeping the membership kind of at bay it's, it's like from it, what I experience from my gun groups that I belong to and all my friends who do not support the NRA Yes. That's my point. It's like AARP. <clears throat> I mean, I refuse to join AARP because of what they do. Their political stance. Well, yeah. And, and Stances. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm glad you said that because that's kind of where my feeling is, too. I mean, I... And, I mean, and it doesn't seem like that. And I just want to just clarify. I don't think they're trying to replace the NRA. No, 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 it's no, a no, very no. Spe- and It's kind of interesting that it's a very specific purpose. You know, it doesn't sound like they're going to do lawsuits. It sounds like it's really more of a lobbying effort. Um, it says, quote, the idea for the group came from our unsuccessful effort to stop a radical anti-gun lobbyist from becoming the head of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. Um, so they're talking about uh, Chipman, David Chipman. Um, we had to make sure that the American people knew what was going on, especially with red state Democrats. Um, if they're considering casting an anti-Second Amendment vote, we're going to make sure they feel the pain. Now, I... The cool thing about that is, you know, usually when people say, hey, we're going to start a new Second Amendment group or, or any kind of advocacy group, really what they're talking about is raising a bunch of money for attorneys. Now, that's not a bad thing. We got to take take them to court, right. you know. But what I like seeing is that this is, you know, this is true lobbying. You know, this is educating voters, putting pressure on elected officials. And, you know, that's a great idea. It was a great idea six years ago when it was our idea. Well, see, and that and that's the key, though, because uh, there there is so much disinformation or misinformation about there related to guns in this country, and you know, a group that's going to focus on on trying to correct that, I think, is a uh, is is something really worthwhile that we need to have. Because I mean, now we're going to have a uh, we're going to have a minister of disinformation, which I'll be writing about next yeah. week. Um, you got to listen to her video nice. first. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get to it. But uh, it would be nice to have, uh, you know, uh, an organization trying to get the word out effectively um, to people. Because I think a lot of anti-gun people just don't know. And that's, I mean, that that's the issue. You know, it's uh, some of them are, the leadership, I think, are hardcore and they're, they're generally dishonest. But I think a lot of um, people, the people that show up at gun shows and hold the signs up, so a lot of them don't, don't know. They just don't know. And uh, I think if there's a way to reach out to these people and just educate them a little bit, I think that's a really worthwhile thing because, I mean, even, you know, 10 years ago, if you'd have asked me, uh, you know, hey, should we ban assault rifles? Yeah, I didn't know anything. I just said, well, yeah, why do people need those? Because I didn't know. And I think that's a big um, a big issue right now. So I think it's, uh, it's a great idea. Well, it'll be interesting to see how many people sign up for this group compared to the NRA. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to take members or how they're going to do this or what exactly the plans are. They're kind of up in the air. But and there are some folks. There was a an article on Ammo Land um, that uh, you know there are some gun folks that are basically saying, "Look, we need to keep a close eye on this." Um, you know, uh, I 
every indicator I've ever seen of Donald Trump Jr. is his le- he's a legit gun guy. Um, but uh, you know, it's 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 sometimes it's it's kind of a double edged sword with gun owners. We have, we we're, we have this healthy dose of, of skepticism, you know, and then but then it also it's it's kind of this uh, we're our own worst enemies too. Yeah, and I think that's that's a big part of the reason why we have something that's a constitutionally protected right, and we still have to fight and argue about it every day. I think that's a big part of the problem. Well, truly, and I, and, and, but, you know, all right, let's keep an eye on it and make sure that, you know, he, he goes the right way. But my fear is that he makes a couple – look, every – trust me when I say um, every organization, everybody, every leader, you know, makes a, a misstep here and there. Um, and uh, when they do, if they do, it's not even if, it's when. When they do, um, let's make sure that we're there to support them and not just, you know, destroy them and walk away as if we've accomplished something good. Well, and that's the thing, you know, keep an eye on them. Does that mean, okay, the, the first thing that happens that somebody doesn't agree with now, it's it's the end of the world with this thing? That's what I'm saying. I, I hope now. not. I hope that's not the case because, man, do we do that. You yes, know? we do. One little nuanced whatever, you know. And I, I know that uh, uh, it's it's difficult because when you're I, I, when when you're out there talking to the public, you're trying to go to where they are where they're at, you know. And when I say they, I mean people that aren't in the gun bubble. So you're trying to go to where they're at. You're trying to use their words and speak on their terms. Meanwhile, you have people on your own side. If if you don't use the right terminology, you don't say the exact right thing, then they're just they're ready they're ready to absolutely destroy you. You know, well, you're, you're trying to make things easier for, for the people outside of the bubble to understand and side with you, you know, but meanwhile, you got to you know, look over your shoulder. We, we need to have each other's backs, not, not you know, worry about a knife, you know, uh, coming in your own back. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I, I really, truly hope he's successful. I like the fact that he's doing something different. I like the fact that it's, it's, uh, it appears to be led by someone who, not only is a legitimate gun guy and has an interest in, in Second Amendment issues, but he's somebody with, with connections and, and somebody who, who knows what they're doing. Did you say well, um, what you were looking at there? Did, they, uh, did he mention what, what's their prime you know, goal or what's, their, uh, what's uh, his main philosophy here? Or what he what's tra- his what's mission he trying statement? To accomplish? Yeah, was, so he didn't really get that detail, but he said that during the midterms that we're, we're going to see them everywhere. So it sounds like he put an emphasis in the explanation on – on uh, getting information out there well that's good though because you see you see joe biden and the anti you know second amendment folks everywhere so uh everywhere so truly it'll everywhere be good to see it will it, it's it's not i mean something i think that san diego county gunners has done fairly successfully and that's mainstreamed the the uh the issue you know you turn on the news we're there where that wasn't the case before so even that is enormous can be enormously effective no i think it is cuz again for too long i think we we've sat on the sidelines gun owners you know collectively and we've allowed that stuff to happen we've allowed terms like gun violence and stuff like that to develop to where you know now we when some there's a shooting or something happens we focus on the inanimate object that the criminal used rather than on the criminal and uh, you know it's going to take a, a bit to undo that, but I mean we we let that happen. I think. I wonder where he's going to get the funding. <laughs> NRA. <laughs> and he was involved with the NRA. I know that. But anyway, so that's it. The that's Second a good Amendment, topic. Yeah, Second Amendment Task Force. Task Force. Donald Trump Jr. Keep Chip. an eye out for it. Yeah. All right, folks. So don't go anywhere. We got a whole lot more on Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one. AM 1170. The answer.
back to Gun Owners Radio FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Hey. Should should using yeah. stop you from owning? Nikki Fried sued the Biden administration to let marijuana users own guns. Guns and weed, next. But first, does it take too much time to clean your guns? Clean, lube, and protect your guns faster with CL1. CL1 CLP Plus is natural, non-toxic, and environmentally friendly. Tastes great, too. Just kidding. Hey, clean your guns easier and faster. One and done with CL1. Ask for it by name at your local gun shop or get some on their website. CL1.com. That's CL, the number one.com. So, how's it going, everybody? I don't know if I, I, I think that I'm. I, I, so, I grew up in Florida and Hawaii and California. And there's, there's one thing that those three states definitely have in common, and that is their infatuation with marijuana. And I'm 46 years old, and I've never touched it, not one time. And oh, that's not true. Uh, I you, did. You never inhaled a couple. I never inhaled a couple weeks, a couple months ago. Actually, I tried. Uh, uh, I tried like this sleep aid that had THC in it, and it was like a little gummy, and it did absolutely nothing. That's it. I forgot. So that's it. <laughs> Forty six years into this life, I tried a gummy with some THC. That's the extent. After living in Florida, Hawaii, and California, which is. You know, marijuana is an enormous cash crop. I'm not going to go around the room and make you all admit whether or not you have or haven't. But this day and age, it's so mainstream. I don't even think it matters. All I can tell uh, you is you're trying to lose weight. Stay away from it. Okay. Forgetting (laughs) is part of it. So it actually did do something. (laughs) That's right. I I was going to say there's a movie called Super High Me where a guy tried it out and he actually lost two pounds doing it. So, you know, I wouldn't suggest that. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. Figures figures Brandon would would pipe in on that side (laughs) of the thing. Of course. Jeez. Pipe in. Get it. All right. So, but here's the thing. A few years ago, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals said that if you have a medical marijuana card, mm-hmm. you are a prohibited person. Right. So what happened was they had a lady who went into a gun store <sighs> and for ID, she gave them her medical marijuana card. And they said, okay, well, it's a controlled substance. Basically, the federal government, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of simplify some things, but the federal government. Uh, looks at marijuana basically the same thing as as like cocaine or, or heroin. It's it's a controlled stu- substance. It's level one. So if you're if you are using it, even though it's legal in the state of uh, California, if you're using it, you're considered a prohibited person. Mm-hmm. So she said, "Well, look, I'm not using it. I just have a medical marijuana card. I, you know, try selling that to you know whatever." But I didn't inhale. <laughs> but I guess she she did prove that. Hey, you know what? I don't I don't actually use it. And they, and the court said, well, if you have a medical marijuana card, it's pretty reasonable to think that you're using it. And the Ninth Circuit, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals said, hey, can't, can't, you're a prohibited person. That's it, done deal. But they said that because it's, uh, and I'm, I'm asking this. Uh, they said that because it's, it's against the law federally, correct. And that's who decides whether you're a prohibited person or not. It's not a state thing, right? Yeah, exactly right. So they're, they're basically saying, look. The state of California, even though they make it legal, um, it's still federally controlled. So therefore, you can't own a gun if you're if you're messing with marijuana in any way. So with the ninth in circuit, any way. with the ninth circuit, then even a broken clock is right twice a day. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, so by the letter of the law, they're right. But here's the thing: something's got to happen. You know, something has to happen. The federal government has to do something. Something has to happen. 
because you can't, you know, there's clearly a conflict with the federal government and the state government. State government says, hey, you can use marijuana pretty much for any reason. You don't even need a medical, I don't even think, you don't even need a medical marijuana card anymore. No, No. I just just bought these dumb gummies. I didn't have to have a medical marijuana card. (laughs) See, so well, and and just to not to defend, but the lady that said that she has a card but she doesn't use it. Yeah, if you go into a dispensary and purchase product, you they they register you in there in the system. So official. So all the I I thought you'd like that. I believe it or not, my wife asked me to get some things for the dogs that had cancer, (laughs) and we we literally saved three dogs' lives by giving them, but we can't. Give them THC because they fall over. So we finally had to get them the, without the THC. But well, but they're wiener dogs, so they don't fall very now, far. Now these right? are Roddy's. Man, oh, I said, we didn't know how much to give him, so we just gave him on a cookie, and <laughs> he just fell over and was asleep for like three hours. I don't think there's any but more they sad sentence than dogs have cancer. That's so sad. It's so sad. Oh you have God. no idea. You have no idea. So, but they took it and it, and it helped. Oh, immensely. Yeah, immensely. And I mean, the dog lived for another. Well, he gained all his weight back. Yeah. And live for another three years. Well, if you're bored on on a uh, any night of the week, it, you go down to Mission Valley, and the Five Eleven store it has a door <laughs> right next to a pot dispensary store. Yeah, I know. So here's what you do: park across the parking lot, right? And then as people walk up, you and and your significant other, whoever, try to guess which which door they're going to go into. Yeah. That's what you do. And then keep score. And don't get close. You keep score. Why not? Because the aroma that comes oh, out yeah, of that truly. building. Trust me, man. You, you, okay, so yeah, here, here's the point. So here's what's going on. So here's why we're talking. I, think I about know all too this. much about this. Yeah, really, Dave. <laughs> woof, woof. So agricultural agriculture commissioner Nikki Fried. I think it's Fried. F R I E D. Fried. That's oh, I, oh, the irony, right? Fried. She's fighting for Get it. Get it. Yeah. Um, Is that where you take your dates? <laughs> down to five eleven. No, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. <clears throat> down to 511 expensive date <laughs> yeah. right um so she is the agriculture commissioner for the state of uh florida and she's also interestingly a democrat really? and she's actually suing the federal government um because the federal government requires basically you're a prohibited person if you're using medical marijuana so that's finally something's happening hmm. finally something's happening and i really want to emphasize you know, especially the Californians, you don't understand this. If you're a Californian and you own a gun and you touch marijuana, mm-hmm. you've just committed a felony. Right. If you use marijuana, you've just committed a felony. Right. If you take it under the guidance of a doctor, you've committed a felony. Mm-hmm. You just, you're completely prohibited, which is ridiculous. Our government's going to hate Florida. <laughs> Why? Well, you, it's kind Florida's, of amazing it's coming out of Florida. But It's amazing it's coming out of Florida. Yeah. It's amazing it's being led by a Democrat, Yeah. which, by the way, everybody's heard me. I'm, I've kind of gotten this reputation for beating up on Republicans. Uh, well, you know, here's another example of, you know, Republicans could have solved this you and think? been heroes, but they didn't. No. So now it's left to some Democrat who's probably doing this. I'm sure that she believes in it or whatever, but she's probably doing this so she can get into higher office. Yeah. Raise her profile. But I still think the government hates Florida. A lot of people hate Florida. Why? Well, because of DeSantis and all oh. of the stuff. He's constantly going right while everybody else goes left. He just said, did you hear? He said that uh, while he's, but by the time he leaves uh, the uh, governor's chair, that uh, they're going to be a constitutional carry state. Oh, did he really? Florida. Yeah, he said I believe that. it. Yeah. I believe it. And the and the the, the state of 
of Florida do not want him to be president, vice president. They don't want him to leave. Why wouldn't they? Oh, they don't want him to leave. No, 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 no. They, they'd rather he be the governor for the rest of their lives. You know, you would you would think this would be an easy decision for the Biden administration, wouldn't you? Because I mean, it it, it <clears throat> fits. It goes right along with their you know who they they think their constituents are, right? Just to fix this, wouldn't that? Why would a uh, why would they fight that or resist that? I wonder. You could, I, you could say that about a and, lot of things. And you know, honestly, I don't even know if this is an act of Congress or or the executive branch. I really don't know. Can he just undo that? I mean, it's it's FD. It's oh, uh, it's the Food and Drug Administration that's under the executive. Well, yeah, branch. but if you're talking about laws that allegedly is Congress, but I we don't yeah, pay so I attention to that. It would have to go through anymore. <laughs> Here's my bet. I'll bet you. Okay, so we're probably going to get a Republican Congress here soon. My bet is they're not going to, they won't do no, it. They're going to screw it up. They won't touch it. They're going to screw it up, and then everybody's going to be mad at me because I criticize them for screwing up. Well, look, at the, well, look at the last time they were in office. Yeah, they, well, they didn't do anything, but <laughs> how, would, how would you fix it, though? How are you, you're saying they're going to screw it up. All right, how, what's the fix? What would well, you do? some bill would have to go through Congress basically declassifying it as a, as a, you know, control is that level of controlled substance. So, so they'd be making it legal at the federal level. Is that what you're saying? They should do. They would have to. I guess that's would be it. I mean, I guess they could say, what? "Hey, look, if it would, you know, they could say something like, hey, you know, mirror the 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 state, uh, you know, um, requirements, something like that." I mean, I guess there's a few different ways to fix it. Well, and the other law is you have to pay cash. You cannot use a credit card or to to buy product. What? I don't think that's is that. I'm pretty sure I use a credit card. Yeah, you need to you wear a mask too, right? No, 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 no. What? You have to use cash? Yeah. I don't have yeah, cash. Yeah, you have to use cash. What would I be doing with cash? Well, I'm just saying, and I don't know how oh, you got right. away yeah, with it. Yeah, because it's a banking thing, isn't it? Right. That's right. For the uh, dispensaries can't really? use the banks. Yeah, yeah that's why that. they're a big target. And why do you and think? I don't really care. Again, I don't really care. I seriously don't care <laughs> no, about marijuana I, at all. I, I'm not. I'm definitely not defending. Or, no, but it, just look at the money the states are losing and the credit card companies are losing. Well, but I think that that makes my argument stronger. I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting no. there like pining away. No, I, I agree I, with I, you. I just, I'm, I'm, from an outsider's perspective, this makes no sense. Why can't they just treat it like alcohol? Well, that's my whole that's thing. That's the whole point. I mean, when I went down to get the stuff uh, seriously for the dogs, yeah. I walked in with a credit card and they said, no, you can't have, we can't take credit cards. I didn't so, know that. What do you mean you can't take a credit card? What part of that? Do-? He says, talk to your governor. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay. So I did, and, and they have ATM machines right in the building. So, but I'm just saying. I mean, it's another stupid law that makes no sense. Melissa, what's your favorite product from the dispensary? Oh, he's going to put me on the spot. I'm just kidding. I'm brownies. Kidding. I'm kidding. No, I I know I don't do any of that kind of stuff. Well, you what can't. I, I what I actually really liked is I bought the CBD cream. Yes. It's like got hemp and. But THC is not in that. No, it was. I bought it for my eczema. So, it but I mean, it's not. But, it. Yeah, but there's no THC. You're not going to get hallucinogenic. No, You're not. I gonna, mean, it's it's on my freaking finger. Right. So. Right. But that's, and even they say that's illegal. I yeah, I guess. But there's no THC in it because that's. Well, they sell it at the dispensary, and it's for like the there's like a dog and cat version. There's right. a human version. So. Exactly. I like the human version for the dog. They fall over really fast. <laughs> it's really cool. Hey, you're listening to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96 AM 1170. The answer. 
Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. Hi, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Don't be sitting on those eggs. Howdy, partners. We're talking about cowboy guns next with Mr. Joe Dramisi. Yeehaw. Hey, but first, a lot of companies are frustrated with their website. It looks old. It's hard to update. And it's not generating any leads. But we have an answer. Sage Tree gets it. Since 2005, Sage Tree has been helping... Companies with websites that look great, work great, and get leads. Stop being embarrassed by your website and get one that's you're proud to share. Contact Sage Tree today to get a website that makes the phone ring. Getting started is easy. Go to sagetree.com and schedule a call. Go to sagetree.com and press the ske- that schedule a call button right away. All right, Joe. Are cowboy guns really fun? Of course they're really fun. I wouldn't say it if they weren't really fun. I'm just reading what it said. Oh, okay. Yes, they're fun. <laughs> What's fun about them? So, um, yeah, it's, well, I'll give you the story here. Um, as you know, I've always been a big fan of Westerns and John Wayne and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it was only natural that eventually I'd have to have some of these, you know, period guns Absolutely. From, uh, from back then. And, um, you know, being in California, I'm kind of at a disadvantage a little bit where, you know, I don't you don't readily come across these things. You know, if you live in the free states, they have gun shows and things like that, and people see these things a lot. Um, so I thought replicas are a good place to start. Uh, so you can get a, uh, a replica old, you know, Western gun here. Um, you get a really nice, high-quality gun um, at a reasonable price. So I, I started out with um, the first one I got was a, um, an 1873 Winchester lever gun replica. Yeah, I love those. And uh, it was funny because when I, I was telling people I was, gonna, I was looking for something like that, everybody said the same thing. Oh, lever gun, you'll love it. You'll love it. And um, so I said, okay. So um, Uberti is one of the uh, Italian guns. There's a couple of Italian makers um, or Italian gun manufacturers, I guess, that make replica guns that are pretty high quality. So Uberti's one of them. And... Um, I uh, started looking at what they had, and I ended up uh, getting this uh, 1873 Winchester carbine. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, I got it, and it's um, it's just a beautiful gun. I got it in uh, 357 Magnum, that caliber, because there were several calibers I can get in. And when I did it, I, I knew less than I know today. So I was thinking, uh, okay, well, I've got these other guns in that caliber, so I'll just get it in that caliber. It'll be handy. So I think uh, the next one that I get, I'll, I'll get in a more traditional caliber, I think, for that. What about Henry? Um, Henry's got beautiful guns. Yeah, that's another one, too. There's, there are more guns on the list. Um, I just That's where I started. So I ended up with that lever gun, and it's, uh, it's just a beautiful gun. I wish, you know, if we were on a gun show, I could have brought it in and just kind of showed everybody. <laughs> but since we can't do that here, I couldn't bring it in. Yeah, I you too. But um, it's just a beautiful gun. It shoots really well, um, you know, out to uh, easily. I mean, I, I could shoot it pretty accurately out to 100 yards, uh, and that's, that's freestanding. That's without a bench or anything like that. And, uh, you know, and it's got the, uh, the buckhorn sights on it, so it's got the regular iron sights. Uh, 
the octagonal barrel, and it's just uh, it's just a beautiful gun. It's a lot of fun. So that's where I started. And then, um, you know, I'm thinking the next progression is, okay, well, I have to have a handgun. you got to get an old six-shooter. And um, there's a gun out there uh, also made by Uberti that's a um, – it's called the Rooster Shooter. And if you're a John Wayne fan, uh, if you're familiar with uh, – if you've seen El Dorado, uh, one of the John Wayne movies with John Wayne and um, Robert Mitchum – uh, or if you've seen the original True Grit with John Wayne, uh, the gun that he uses in those movies is what this replica is. And um, it was a gun that John Wayne used in a number of movies. And it's kind of unique. If you look at the handgun, uh, if you see those two movies, um, and I'll, I'll include a picture or two here uh, in the article when I publish it tomorrow. Um, but if you look, you could see the, the handles are, they were supposed to be a, a, a yellowed ivory Um and it's actually the story behind it is they're not really ivory handles. Um, John Wayne had liked that that gun, and he was in a shop somewhere in the Southwest. They said in Arizona or someplace, and he he found these handles or these uh, these panels for his uh, his handgun, and he liked them, and he picked them up, and they were made out of some synthetic material that they say hasn't been available in about fifty years. But that's what he used for uh, for the guns. So Uberti did something similar to it, but. Um, if you look at the gun, if you look in the movies or if you look at the pictures, they have kind of the handles, the um, the grip panels look almost orange, and they were supposed to be kind of a, a yellowed uh, ivory. So um, that was the gun I wanted. That was the Rooster Shooter, and because uh, that was his name, Rooster Cogburn. Yeah, right? that's and what true they, they. Yeah, that's what they named the gun. So because it was a replica of that gun, and um, you know, I I delayed it. I hesitated. Everybody had these things. They were a reasonable price, and I didn't do it. And then COVID hit, and um, after COVID, nobody has these guns. You know, you would think, okay, who's who's buying old cowboy guns for protection? Um, I, mean, I don't know what the reason is, but you can find these guns nowhere now. And uh, so What's that old saying, you snooze, you lose. I yeah, I learned a valuable lesson there. Um, so what I did is I went to Plan B. So what I found was plan B was the gun I showed you a little bit earlier. Can I say I showed it to you? Cause I don't want to yeah. get thrown off yes. here again. I get that was okay. Yeah, you showed me a picture of it. Okay. Yeah. It was a picture. It was a picture. Um, and, um, what that is, that's a gun by, uh, Cimarron is another, um, good company and they do the same thing. They, um, they distribute for these Italian gun makers. Uh, but Cimarron has one called a Pistolero, which, uh, I ended up buying and, um, and I did get this one in 45 long Colt. And uh, just a beautiful gun. You guys saw the picture earlier today. Um, but uh, it's really nice. It's got the walnut grips. Um, it's got a brass uh, trigger guard and back strap to it. The, um, the uh, cylinder and the uh, barrel are all blued. And uh, just a beautiful gun. And uh, it shoots really well, too. A lot of, a lot of things, um, you know, with these, these older style guns, uh, if you shoot, I think you remarked, uh, when you were looking at the picture that the, um, like the trigger guard seems small, the handle seems small. Mm -hmm. And, uh, a lot of those period kind of guns are that way. And it's interesting. One of the things I didn't get on the lever gun and I almost did and I chickened out, but the I, loop. yeah, the next gun is going to have the John Wayne loop on it. Nice. Um, and no. because, and the actual real reason for that is people in the wintertime had gloves on. And if you, if you look at like, um, the 1873 lever gun, that lever is tiny. I mean, I can get my hand in it now pretty easily, but if I had gloves on, I don't know that I'd be able to do that. So, uh, yeah, the next one will be like that. But even the, uh, the handgun, the pistolero handgun, 
the uh, the trigger guard is tight mm-hmm. for um, you know for your fingers and um, and again if you feel you know if you grab the gun it doesn't feel like a modern gun um, but it shoots really well because one of the other things uh, that you'll see with those handguns sometimes is they've got that blade sight the front sight is a blade sight yeah. and the sight sometimes is taller uh, and which means what and what happens actually is if you line that front uh, that tall front sight up with the um, the rear cutout sight, uh, what happens is the gun shoots a little bit low because the sight is so tall, you're actually pointing down to get it lined up. Um, mine, I don't think, does that. Uh, again, I wasn't shooting it from a bench. I was having fun just standing and shooting it at about John, 15 John yards. waning it. I did not try that, but I, I may try that next time. <laughs> but um, but mine, I don't think, shoots low like that, so I'll have to check it out next time. But, How's your um, quick draw? Lots of, you know, that's another thing, too, because you have to, I mean, everybody, everybody's tempted to do it. You don't want to do it with a loaded gun. But um, just, Cheat yourself on the foot. Well, my son was in Mexico a couple of years ago, and he ran into some old holster maker down there, and he brought me back a leather uh, cowboy holster. And I've now, finally, I've got this gun that actually works with it. It fits? So, so I was trying that today, and I got to give, uh, I got a lot of respect now for these actors that do this kind of stuff, because... Uh, it is not that easy to grab that thing and draw it out of there. Cocking the hammer back, getting your finger on the trigger. Um, it's also not easy twirling it, but uh, but I got time here, so I'm going to work on it. So cowboy guns are fun. Everybody, except for certain actors, what more should have say, right? Yeah, All right. That's cool. All right. We'll start calling him Tex. Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> Don't go easy. Do the rest easy. of it? Easy. I mean, yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Eye protection is mandatory when you become a gun owner. But how cool can you look with the right pair of shades? Let's explore the boundaries of coolness and the ocular safety with Miss Melissa Lee. But first, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and Leo Hamill is San Diego's top shop when you're looking for the perfect gift. Find the perfect gift for mom at Leo's. You can get earrings, necklaces, rings, bracelets. You'll find something she'll love at Leo's. When you buy from Leo Hamill, Not only will you get the best deal, you'll also get supporting the Second Amendment. Support the companies that support the 2A. Call 619-299-1500, or you can visit their website at leohamill.com to find the jewelry buying location near you. Always get awesome service at Leo's. Call 619-299-1500. All right, Melissa, tell us about your gators. So um, I have something a little special today because this is obviously not something that's not talked about a lot is that obviously I'm Asian. I have a pug nose or a short bridge nose. And I talk about that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I always have trouble finding eye pro that doesn't slip down and slide down off my face or crush my eyelashes, sit too close to my face and crush my cheeks because I have... A pug nose. I have a short bridge nose. So um, Gators is one of the very few companies that actually makes 
um, iPro for Asian fit. It wear. actually says it in their in their. Adverse. It actually does. It wow. actually does. So I'm going to show you the gators that um, I was sent by my lovely Amy Dillon, who's on the line. Are you there, Amy? Yes, I am. Hi, Melissa. Hi, everyone. Hello, hello. So Amy um, works with Gators Eyewear. She is also my other cohort with um, Asian Pacific American Gun Owners Association. She is the Director of Communications. Um, thank you so much for sending me these. And Gators, thank you. Um, these sunglasses, they are very fashionable. They're not ugly. Um, and let me show you the reason why these are Asian fit. I don't know if you guys can see this. But this nose piece is long, and these are fully adjustable. So I had to pu push these out away from the sunglasses to accommodate space for my eyelashes. Ladies, these won't crush your eyelashes. So, um, and Amy, I brought the ones that you got me for Christmas, and I'm going to show them the normal nose piece. Look how short that is compared to these long ones. So... This is what I can wear. I cannot wear this. This will slip off my face, and then it will also um, crush my eyelashes and sit too close to my cheeks. So, Amy, tell me about these sunglasses. Tell me about the company and why you like this company and these glasses so much. Yeah. Um, so I've been I've been uh, a branded sales rep with Gators Eyewear for the last year, and they are you know, very well known in the um, military spec ops community. They actually started out in San Diego, California. So they are a local company. It's American made um, eyewear, but they started out in San Diego for the skydiving and motorcycle community. And over time, over the last 30 years, um, it, they kind of made their way into the U.S. military um, spec ops community because of their strength, durability, and also the fact that they have, uh, you know, the no slip fit um, and the temples are really thin, so they fit well under helmets. And um, it's it's a uh, metal, forgot to mention there, uh, made out of aircraft uh, aluminum, 7075 billet grade aluminum. So they're they're very durable. Um, they're du very durable pieces of, piece of eyewear. And I believe, Melissa, we sent you um, the Magnum, which is the clear lens uh, ones you have. Yeah, so those are the those ones, are the ones actually, I got yeah. for Christmas from you is the Magnums. Right. Those are the ones that are actually issued to U.S. Navy SEALs. So that's kind of how, um, you know, Gators kind of expanded into the military community. And then the other ones we sent you are the, the we call them the Deltas. That's the style. And Gators makes uh, not only, you know, like what like you, you said, Asian, we do have Asian fit specific um, wear. But, you know, all the, all the points that make it a great fit are applicable to the non-Asian fit. Where I can see, I actually am watching you guys on YouTube, and I can see you holding it up, to, <laughs> holding it up to the camera. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> um, they do make other options available. Um, not only that, or not only for you know uh, premium eyewear on the range, but also just for everyday, you know, carry lifestyle styles as well. So, yeah, I like how lightweight they are, and um, they're very lightweight. Yeah, and they're very durable. Here you go, Joe. Time on. Okay. Yeah, you don't even feel them on your face. Yeah, the the frames just totally disappear too. When once you put them on, you can't see the frames at all. They look good on you, Joe. Yeah, they are comfortable. I like they these. don't hit your eyelashes. Yeah, but see, they yeah, they, 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 run, they run a little high on him. <laughs> Do they? Well, because you're I can't you, see. You know, when you look at the 
Yeah, that's right. You can't see. Oh, wow. Look at Michael. I can't He looks tell. good in well, those. Yeah. They are custom fit. I, I do want to mention. I do want to mention they are custom fit. Right. So you can actually bend the frame, the nose piece. Um, as Melissa was saying, she can extend the nose piece uh, out if she needs them to fit off her face a little bit, or if you want them a little bit more secure to your face, you can do that. And the ones um, Melissa has, you've got you've got two style options there. You've got the wrap style, and then one is the, the deltas aren't um, a wrap style. I like the Deltas. I've never worn those. I have like the, uh, I've I've been wearing these for years. I really really like them. And when you say they're custom fit and durable, you are not kidding. I was uh, I wore them for like a year and they kind of didn't quite fit well enough. And I forgot who I was talking to, but somebody else had a pair of these. I actually think the guy was a seal, and he had a pair of them. And um, I said, hey, I've heard you could you could you can like adjust these and make them fit. He goes, oh yeah grabs them and just starts pulling them apart i was like oh my gosh and but it, it totally makes them fit they're they're really really great they're very very hardy they're best glasses i've ever had i actually really don't like glasses at all i've never liked sunglasses i love these you look like john belushi <laughs> with the deltas the deltas do kind of look uh you, you know, look like john yeah, belushi. well i'm getting the band back together i'm telling you <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because, um, you know, it, people underestimate how important eyewear is, not not even with just shooting, but with with anything you're doing around the house that requires, you know, that um, maybe you're doing yard work or mm. mowing the lawn, even even everyday chores like that where you have objects that can hit your eyes. Mm. It's very important to wear, you know, PPE. Yeah, I don't go anywhere without sunglasses. I mean, I don't, I just never go out, to, out of the house. You know, because you're right. All, all it takes is one object in your eye, and then you'll wish you had. So, um, you know, I did call customer service, Amy, and ask about prescription ballistic mil-spec deltas. They don't make them in ballistic. I was bummed. That's what they told me, unless oh. you know of something different. They do make them in regular delta, but not ballistic. Because I was thinking, oh, like, I did not know that. I'm hoping that you can maybe persuade somebody to change that because I would love to have these. Well, there's probably a reason they can't. I don't know. It's just prescription. Oh no, there's it, probably. I want, a I want prescription, and I want to be uh -huh. able to see. And don't you, you know, love when she does that? I want. I, I want. want. That's how you get stuff. <laughs> exactly. You I just have get a, to be clear. Well, I, I have a question. I you have. I have a want. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amy. I have a question for you. This is Joe. Um. Uh, look, I tried both of those on, and they they both of both of them feel really great. I noticed the the deltas, and and those are shooting uh, are intended for shooting glasses as well, or as shooting glasses. Yes, and yes, I, they are. I noticed on the sides, the other pair kind of wrap around and give you some protection on the sides. Where I'm um, mm -hmm. I'm looking at the deltas, and they don't. They look like they're kind of open on the side. The um the way the uh, frame come the frame it looks like it it cuts up a little bit, which um. Is there is yeah, are there different styles there is, of that or? There is a difference. So, so it, with with the Gators line, there's two different. They have their lifestyle line, which all their regardless of whether it's safety rated or not, all the eyewear that Gators makes is um, made with polycarbonate laminate or coated impact resistant lenses. But where the where their safety eyewear and they have a complete separate line just for safety eyewear. There's two different ratings. The one Melissa has that is the wrap style, the Magnum. So those are actually what we call ANSI Z87.1 rated. ANSI stands for the American National Standards Institute. And that's the organization, the department that oversees the design, uh, performance specs, and marking for safety uh, eye and face products. 
Mostly you'll find these in like the civilian workforce where safety glasses have to be compliant with high impact and industrial safety standards, but their test omits fragmentation standards of a ballistic test. So that's why the non-wrap style, even though it's certified to be mil-spec ballistic, it's not ANSI rated because where um, there is a clause in mil-spec ballistic testing that is required to produce about seven times more impact energy than the regular ANSI, the 87.1 standard. Um, and generally that uh, with the ANSI rating, it requires a wrap style as well because it covers more surface area. Um, so because the deltas are not wrap style, but they were um, ballistic tested, they they meet the the one clause, and I think I've got the, got it with me, it's the MIL PRS 32432A for any of our listeners that, that know about that. Um, it is tested for that spec, so that's how it's able to meet the MIL spec ballistic rating, but it's not ANSI certified. But the wrap ones, the magnums are. That, that was quite impressive, all that stuff you just spit out there. <laughs> and, and if I if I remember yeah. correctly, I've actually seen some stories. I don't know if you guys use it in your advertising, but I've seen some stories, Amy, where um, guys in combat took, took some pretty serious shrapnel and their eyes were saved. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's and that's part of the reason why Gators has a really kind of a cult following, not not only just within the military um, military community, but um, they, you know, we receive a ton of feedback and and just you know, like you said, testimonies of cases uh, where you know people have attributed wearing Gators frames to why they were you know involved in an accident or received shrapnel to the face and their eyes were saved. Um, you also have really cool cases that they come in. So I'm showing, if you can see me, I'm showing the one with the um, Molly on the back. Yes. Yeah, so we um, our Gators has two separate hard cases. There is one that's a metal um, hard case that I think you may have received with the Deltas. Yeah. And then there's also a Molly case. Yep, I'm showing um, so both if of you, them right if now. You wanted to, and both options are, are available. Um, now, all the ballistic eyewear comes with a hard case. And then um, if you're if you're buying just the lifestyle options, it does not come with a hard case, just a soft case. But you can still purchase either of those hard cases as a separate accessory. I like how many options you have, too, with it. Do you guys have do you have like a, um, a coupon code? Do you have, you know, tell us your website, too, where people can order some. Yeah, they can go to Gators.com. That's G-A-T-O-R-Z.com. And if you use the code EVENT15, you can get 15% off. And we also offer a standing 20% off discount to any law enforcement and military customers. Thank you so much, Amy. Thanks for joining me. All right. Very good. Thank you. Hey, don't touch that dial. Russell Stewart from Beverly Hills Guns is on next, and you're not going to want to miss. So this is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Running a gun shop in California is tough enough. Beverly Hills is trying to make it impossible. Russell Stewart from Beverly Hills Guns is on next. But first, PRMI Mortgage, primeres.com slash alpine. Hey, are you in the military? Are you looking for help for a VA loan? Well, if you're looking to buy a refi, or if you're just considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy. 
that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris Wiley a call, 619-722-130, excuse me, 1303, or primeres.com slash Alpine. All right, Russell, are you on the line? Yes, sir. How you guys doing? Good. Russell Stewart from Beverly Hills Guns. Yep. So tell us how tough it is. Well, it's so tough, I've been canceled. Oh. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys probably saw on my social media accounts, but two weeks ago I was in the shop. I actually had customers in the shop, and all of a sudden I get a knock on my door, and I was handed a document saying, thank you so much for being a tenant of our building, but your tenancy is no longer wanted here. Please exit Wow. And, um, yeah. So, well, like, immediately? Uh, like, even my walking in. Well, what do you no, mean? No, I mean, by law, uh, they, they, they had to give me 30 days by law. They gave me a bit more than that. But uh, it was really just the, um, I mean, just, I mean, it was like a punch to the face. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, Beverly Hills Guns has been, you know, a very successful, uh, very popular, very needed store in our area because of the unbelievable crime wave that we have seen over the past 18 months. Uh, we are a, kind of a beacon of hope in the neighborhood. I've had hundreds of people call me since I posted uh, this news about being kicked out. I'm just saying, you know, what can we do? How can we support you? Who do we have to call? So wh- let, me, let me ask you a couple questions. It's just been brutal. Um, what, what kind of relationship did you have with your landlord prior? How long have you been there? Uh, I've been there just about two years now. Um, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's a big corporation, so I can't really say that I know the owners personally. But, uh, you know, we were a great tenant during the height of COVID when even our city government uh, didn't require businesses to pay rent. I never missed one rent payment. I was wow. very proud of that because we were very successful, you know, uh, during that period of time when many other businesses were dying and had to close. We were very blessed and we had lineups every single day. So I never missed, a, you know, a rent payment. And we were doing, a, you know, this incredible service for the community. So, and of course, too, I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen the news. We're being victims of yeah. smashing grabs, yeah. follow home invasions, these shootings every, every seems like, you know, it's practically weekly. So what did the, and what was the reasoning? What, what, what did they, what did they tell you? Did Zero. We- Zero. Uh, I got zero in writing reasoning. Uh, I have not been able to speak to anyone from the ownership group, but uh, there is, you know, obviously chatter in the community of other people that own buildings. And and they just said that uh, they didn't want this image for their property. And which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because we are a great shop. We are a high end shop. We don't get your typical um, what what the general public would be, you know, called the gun purchaser, which I mean, which don't get me wrong, those are not like those are my people too, but the typical person that comes to my shop is of of a you know certain income level who lives in a certain part of either our city or a neighboring city, uh, so it's definitely the clientele that they'd be used to throughout the building, um, and again, it's it's just been a gut punch, it's been devastating, and, and it's. Uh, it's stressing me out. Okay. Can they can they legally do that? Have you checked with a lawyer? Oh yes. In fact, uh, 
I've had many attorneys from throughout Beverly Hills, throughout California, even nationally have called me and have wanted to see a copy of my lease and all of this. So I was on month to month um, because I only had a one year lease and then I did, uh, uh, finished my second year on month to month. So there's no legal argument and, and I'm not arguing the legality. I'm arguing the, the morality. I'm arguing the fact that why was I singled out? Why at this time when we are going through the worst crime wave that this city's ever seen? And we have city elections coming up on June 7th. We've got midterm elections coming up in November. Everyone is anticipating the GOP taking back the House, which more than likely is going to bring back civil unrest with Antifa and, you know, uh, and BLM. We have two train stations coming into the city of Beverly Hills in the next two years, which everyone is saying is going to bring more homeless and more crime. So we have just got so many problems here that to take away the one shop that was 100% dedicated to the safety of our citizens at this crucial time is what really burns me the most. So do you, uh, what, uh, I mean, how hard is it going to be to find a new location? I, I, I totally understand your frustration. Well, it's horrible, I wouldn't leave. I'm just curious, like how, how, how is, have you, do you have a lead on a new place or what does that look like? As of right now, I've been very, very thankful that uh, certain customers of mine own buildings and have stepped up and have offered me a location. Um, so I definitely can say that Beverly Hills Guns is not going to die. But that being said, they're not the ideal locations. They're, um, you know, I, I don't want to sound insulting or ungrateful, but they're a bit of a, a like a physical step down from what I have now. Um, where I was looking, if, you know, if I was to move somewhere, would be to step up in size and add more, uh, like, in-store training uh, uh, possibilities and stuff like that. So I definitely have offers, but it would be a downsize, uh, which I know you guys have never been to my shop, but I'm already a small shop anyway. So I definitely can say we will, we will live on, but the places that I have looked at, as soon as you say that G word, those building owners run and hide. But so let me just, I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. I mean, you, you were good through the pandemic. You never missed a payment. You've been a good tenant. I would just not leave. I would, and that will bring all the TV stations. That'll bring all the media. It'll bring everybody down and put a spotlight on Beverly Hills. I mean, that's what I would do. I would stay and fight. There's definitely, there's definitely that option. I mean, obviously my goal is to find a new location and right. to show that building owner that I am a good tenant, that I'm not going to cause any problems, uh, that, you know, I already get enough media now that I would hope that somebody sees that and says, wow, he's really doing great things for mm -hmm. the community. He's mm -hmm. been on television. He's advocating for safety. And his shop has never had a problem because obviously most people hear gun store and they go, oh, you're going to have gang elements and people are going to try and rob them and da, 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 da. We never had anything. We never even had a blip mm. where we have diamond dealers getting robbed all the time. Yeah. I we was... have stores like Louis Vuitton right. getting smash and grab all the time. So I see them being a big liability and not me. I would stay there. I'd make my, my lease payment and I just wouldn't move. Well, there is definitely that option. But then yeah. that's pressure on you and your family and you know and, and I can see where you wouldn't need that in your life. But uh God, well, I, I, I hate just, when I, they win. I, I well, I'm a big fan of we have to we we get to define what winning is. That's one thing I've I've had to teach myself with 
you know, being a Second Amendment advocate. So I think the win here is let's find you a new place, have a big, huge, grand opening, you know, big, huge celebration. I think success is a win. So, uh, you know, I, I, I want you to – I'm glad to hear that you're determined you're going to keep going. You know, it sounds like you're, you found some places, but you're still looking for maybe the ideal place. But regardless, uh, you know, success and shoving it in their face and saying, you know, fine, you know, and doing even better in the, in the new place, that's, I think, the win. Yeah. That's the win. Well, I mean, I totally agree with you. And that's just the one thing is that I never want to bring up an ill light to the firearms industry. Yeah. I don't want to be some advocate of, yeah, exactly. See, that's exactly what they're like. They don't leave. And they cause problems, mm-hmm. and they go straight to the yeah. media, and da 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 da. I want to say it as actually no, we're the good guys, and well, you're taking out someone who spent years, years fighting to get this store open, who put my my family name on the line to be the only gun dealer in Beverly Hills to risk every single thing about being in the community, my family's name, getting ridiculed, being attacked by the left, and all these different things that I put up my time, my money, my blood, my sweat, my tears, and my family to build this business. And that's the biggest part for me is that to cancel me with no excuse and no reasoning and just to simply say, well, we, you know, we legally can. Okay, yeah, okay that's great. But, if- but I'm just really hoping that there's other buildings out there that just know how much we've busted our butt to get this store popular we are i i mean i believe that we're probably one of the top 10 most popular stores in the city so so and russell to see if, it close Ru- for a minute is disgusting is, it is but let's say you move to another location where where would that leave you as far as licensing in the city of beverly hills would that would, would they still have because you're moving to another location could they attack you that way and not issue you a permit Absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, federal firearms licenses, state firearms licenses on the centralized list, and then city regulatory permits are are all location-based. So absolutely. I mean, moving to a new location puts every single one of those at risk. Right. I mean, I hope that I've built a good enough name in the city, and I've never missed a payment from the city. I've never had an issue with the city. So I'm hoping that there's going to be no problems moving my regulatory permit. The ATF has always been good to me, um, and that's just simply an address change. And then the centralized list at the DOJ is pretty much, you know, a formality. So it's always just the local jurisdiction. But my relationship with Beverly Hills PD has been very strong. I've done a lot of work for them. I've donated to them. I've pretty much helped, like, almost every specialized unit getting uh, new weapons. So I really don't think it's going to be a problem. But you know what? With City Hall and... And with the election coming up on June seventh, it's 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 not very good timing. Well, there's a lot of you know second Second Amendment advocacy. People focus on lawsuits. You know, sometimes they talk about politics. You know, there's a lot of different aspects. But one thing that isn't talked about enough is changing culture, and uh, that's one thing we tried really really hard to do. Right. And because right now the culture dictates that it's easier and more acceptable to ask you to leave. You know, then then not right. If if we if we really truly were successful at maintaining the culture or changing the culture, it would be a strike against them to ask you to leave. And that's that's one thing we, we work on every single day. But Russell, I'm so sorry this is yeah, happening really. to you. Please, please, please let us know how we can help. Yeah, and keep us in touch or keep in touch with us and let us know what we can do to support you, man. Let's get you a '59 Cadillac and you can start selling guns out of the trunk. <laughs> I think that would be cool. You know. Be on the news. I appreciate you guys, man. Stay Thank in, you guys so much. Seriously, dude, stay in touch. We'll help any way we can.
All right, guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, hey, we live in a time where the mainstream media and politicians are trying to eliminate your ability to defend yourself, as we mentioned with Beverly Hills Gun Store. California gun rosters only stop you, the law-abiding gun owners, from having the newest, safest, most reliable handguns. The assault weapon ban only stops you, the law-abiding gun owner, from having the most popular, easy-to-use, rifle to protect yourself and your loved ones. The high-capacity mag ban only limits you, the law-abiding gun owner, from having more than 10 rounds. Criminals and the government don't have that limit. Help us restore and defend the Second Amendment. Hit the like and subscribe button and share the show with all your friends. All right, time for everybody's favorite segment. Stump, my nephew. Sam the Gunman's my nephew. We found out years ago that he's extremely good when it comes to gun trivia. So now if you send in a gun trivia question and we use it on the air, we will send you a shirt or a hat. And if you stump my nephew, which is extremely rare, then we'll give you some kind of special prize. I think the last person won a couple of tickets to gun prom. We've given away front site membership. So we'll, we'll, if you stump Lunch my- with Action Jackson. There you go. Do you eat lunch, Jackson? Peanut butter and jelly. Oh, uh, actually, this lunch I had Wendy's. 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 How about you got you got a dozen you eggs here? You eat a square burger. They're no. supposed to be round. <laughs> I will say they are a little square. <laughs> They're big squares. I've heard it's hip to be square. <laughs> oh, is it? Mine was yeah. actually almost identical to a rectangle. <laughs> a rectangle. Somebody chewed the edges off when you weren't looking. Huh. <laughs> Probably your dog. Was it good? Do you have catch pot? Uh, no. Um, no. Mayonnaise? No. No. Just cheese and bacon with double patties. There's another wrong with cheese and bacon and double patties. Double patties. Yeah. All right. Where were we? We're on the radio. Yes, we are. So <laughs> we're always talking about. We food. have a question. <laughs> you ever notice we're always talking about? Food. We do talk about food. A and lot. you've never been to a dispensary. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> no, I went. I went to one. Well, there's a problem. You're yeah. stuck. That's right. Um. So okay. So here's the question. Sam, you there? Yeah. How are you guys? How you doing, man? How, what is your feeling on Wendy's? Um. I. I don't think I've eaten at a Wendy's in years, if ever. Um. The, the the square burgers thing weirds me out a little bit. See? Yeah, it's out from the bun. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Yeah, it doesn't um, fit. It's like a, a round pizza in a square box, and you eat a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> it's diversity. It's terrible. Did you ever try that whatchamacallit bar I gave you, Sam? Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. I gave them. I went in. We, we had to stop and get gas. I was, I was out in Virginia. I had to stop and get gas or something. At a Wawa. At a Wawa. That's what it was. I said, I'm not coming to the East Coast and skipping a Wawa. I got to stop at a Wawa. What the hell is a Wawa? <laughs> it's like a... Uh, 7-Eleven? It's, it's a convenience it's store. You way, can get hoagies. They're delicious. Way better than a 7-Eleven. How do you know? I lived in Virginia, so I know oh. all about it. Yeah. Sorry. So I had to stop at a Wawa. So I went in. Uh, I got him a whatchamacallit bar. <laughs> in a Wawa. In a Wawa. 
And uh, I said, here, man, have you ever had one of these? He said, no. Puts it in his, in his uh, suit jacket pocket, and he said, I'll address this later. That's what he said. Did it melt? <laughs> did it melt? It did not melt. No. Well, that's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good bar. As far as candy bars, where does this rank? Or whatchamacallit? Um, not a big candy bar guy, but it was uh, it was pretty good. It was interesting, um, interesting texture. But uh, that wasn't the question, was it? Oh, uh, no, that's no. right. We got a question. No, 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 All right, no. Action Jackson, we got a question about guns here. Go for it, bud. All right. Jake from State Farm asks, what made the Krimlov STG-44 assault rifle special? There you go. Did you catch uh, that? So what made the Krumloff, the STG-44 assault rifle, special? What made that special? Um, thanks for writing in, uh, Jake from State Farm. Um, the uh, Krumlauf was a device developed by uh, developed for the, the German military during the Second World War, um, specifically for tank crews. Uh, the name literally means curved barrel because Germans are very creative that way. Um, and the idea is it would be attached to the muzzle of an STG-44, and um, they were made in like a 30-degree and like a 45-degree bend, I think. And the idea was that it would curve the bullet um, sort of like the same idea as a periscope. You don't have to be in line with the target to uh, fire the weapon and uh, ideally hit the target. Um, the reason they were developed was so that a tank crew could fire out from the hatch without exposing themselves, but um, the Krumlauf devices had a very short lifespan, and the bullets tended to uh, shatter as they went around the bend, making the effective range very short. You completely nailed that. It's, it's, it's really, really eerie at just how close you got to this explanation. Uh, the Krumlauf, pronounce it again, Krumlauf? Krumlauf, yeah. Krumlauf means curved barrel and refers to a barrel and periscopic sight combination with a 30-degree bend that could be fitted to a standard Strum, 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 Gewehr. Strum Gewehr 44 assault rifle. It allowed the gun to shoot around corners without exposing the shooter and was meant for tank crews. As World War II progressed, infantrymen were able to take out panzers on a regular basis if they could get right up to the tank and did not care, especially about surviving. German tanks counted uh, German tanks counted on their own infantry to stop attackers, and if this didn't work well, they hosed down each other's hulls, but sometimes that was not enough. With a Krumlauf, a tank commander could unbutton his hatch, shoot whoever was trying to blow him up, and button up again, all without being exposed to bullets and other inconveniences. The Krumlauf never really got all the bugs worked out. Bullets shattered inside the barrels, and barrels only lasted about 300 rounds. Well, don't they test these weapons long before they give them to the military? I got to tell you, in World War II, I think the Germans were... Uh, <coughs> Whatever they made, you're going to go give it out a try. I think they might have been in a bit of a blitzkrieg Jeez. situation when it, came, when it comes to, uh, when it came to uh, getting new stuff out there. Wow. Although, if my understanding is the. Uh, you know, the Germans, they kidnapped a bunch of scientists and made them work on some uh, really cool technology when it came to war. And I don't know, curved barrel, you know, it's a good concept. <laughs> I was going to say explosive science, but okay. Yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, how do you know that, man? Um, that's, that's another one of those weird um, pieces of firearms esoterica where um, 
like if 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 you're enough of a gun guy it like you, you gotta you gotta know at least something about it um like the lamat revolver is another one of those things um that uh that that you asked about on the show a few weeks ago that's uh i'm just i'm still I, you got me with esoterica well you know i watched uh death on the nile it's a 1921 uh, version of uh you know the crime. What's his name? The French guy. I can't think. Of it. Is or Rupo? Clouseau. Clouseau. Inspector Clouseau. No, not Clouseau. But anyway, they had Napoleon? a a twenty-two caliber yeah. four shot. Have you ever heard of that, Sam? What, like a little pepper box? Yeah, yeah. But it was a four shot. It was very highly decorated. And it was a lady carried it, and well, if it's if it's twenty-two four shot, wouldn't that make it an eighty-eight? Well, no, no, it was one, two, three, four. Two on the top, two on the bottom. I'd never seen anything like that. I thought of Sam immediately. See, that you got to jot it down. I find myself anytime some kind of... I know. Yeah. That's what I said. I went, geez, I wonder if Sam knows anything about it. <laughs> and they called it some name, but I just didn't write it down quick enough. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Yeah, pepper boxes were uh, popular for some time as self-defense weapons in all sorts of different calibers and configurations. Hmm. But um, I think... Mossbury actually made a, a four-barreled twenty-two called the Brownie, and that was their last pistol before the MC1SC. What's the MC1SC? Um, it's 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 basically a Glock 43 knockoff. It takes the same magazines too. Really? The Mossberg's yeah. making that right now? Yeah, they are. It, uh, you know, I guess it didn't occur to me. That's probably not on the roster, so you That's guys don't. Know. It's cool. So the other one I've seen it. too. It was on uh, American Pickers. Was a looked like a flintlock with a bayonet. Wow! Well, it was on the top of the pistol, and then you just flick the switch, and then the bayonet, and you had a pistol with a bayonet on the end of it. Well, you know, if you've only got one shot. Yeah, that's kind of what I was. That's what they were saying too. Like a switchblade, kind of. I think they said it was a captain's gun. You know, like maybe for a captain on a ship. Yeah, see, Sam, you, you're in my head every time I see something weird when it comes to guns. So that's amazing. Job well done. I'm glad I have that association in your mind. You do. Trust me. You do. You well, know, same thing with Mike. It looks like, uh, yeah. Well, it looks like Jake from State Farm doesn't get a special gift. He just gets a. Uh, doesn't say Jake from State a, Farm. He gets a shirt to replace his red let's hear polo. It. Come on, let's hear it. <laughs> What are you wearing, Jake, from State Farm? Uh, <laughs> I was talking to our illustrious board op that's supposed to give us a hooray. And... She oh. sounds horrible. <laughs> okay, you're not even there. Sorry. All right, buddy. Nice job, as usual. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me on, as always. Uh, that was sort of a fun one. It's one of those either, like, you know it or you don't. Yeah, sort of yeah you stumped us again. Well, that was a good job. All right, buddy. Talk to you next week. Yeah. Uh, have a good night, everyone. All right. See you, man. All right. Subscribe to the show. Give us a five-star review. You can on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. Definitely support our sponsors, San Diego County, San Diego County, Orange County, Inland Empire Gun Owners, Dillon Law Group, PRMI Mortgage, Sage Digital Marketing, CL1, Leo Hamill Fine Jewelry, San Diego Flight Training International. I want to thank Joe Jamisi, Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, Melissa Lee, Action Jackson in the Wild One in the Box, Brendan Thomas on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96, AM 1170. The Answer.
This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.